0: What is your earliest memory? Do you remember being born? Do you remember what it was like to grow in your mother's womb? If I close my eyes, I can imagine those first moments of life. The darkness, the edges. I can feel the warmth of the space as this being, this me, shifts. not frightened. I like it here. The edge of a possibility that means I am I. I was, I am. I am alive. I am alive and allowed and leaning into being. I am alive and I want them to know. I want them to know that I am alive and there is a light fluttering feeling that is me, my voice myself alive, and it is new. I like it. This is Life As If It Mattered. A few years ago, I was studying at the Graduate Institute for Transformative Learning. While there, I conducted a study on memory and consciousness. I was really interested in what impact our birth experiences have on us. I learned about the way our bodies process and store memory, how our entire system works together to communicate, create, and store memories. There is a quality of memory that lives in our bodies, in our cells, and we can tap into that body memory. There, there's no denying the presence of those memories in ourselves. Our bodies hold the memories of all our experiences. Even if we're not able to recall specific images of what it was like to be in the womb, we still carry the feelings of those experiences There's a memory that's held in our bodies. Close your eyes. Right now. Unless you're driving. Close your eyes and call in a memory of the last time it rained. Recall the sound of the raindrops pat, 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 patting onto the ground. The window. The roof. Take a deep breath and remember what the fresh rain smelled like. The smell of wet grass and damp earth. Bring your focus to your skin and remember the feel of the cool, wet air on your cheeks. It all comes back to you. The scents, the feelings, the textures, what you were doing when it rained, the color of clouds and light in the room you were sitting in, your memories are with you all the time. Candace Pert, a neuroscientist and pharmacologist, engaged in research that showed us that receptors in our bodies create and hold our memories. Our bodies actually have a biochemical base for emotional memory and memory is stored not only in the brain but in a network that extends into the body along pathways to your internal organs and to the surface of your skin these molecules of emotion as pert called them are incorporated into our genetic patterns our feelings our emotions help us decide what to remember and what to forget what we need to remember to keep us safe, what can be forgotten because it's not useful, and the systems in our body are joined together in a multi-directional network of communication that has the capacity to learn and store memory. Pert's research showed that intelligent information travels from system to system in the body via these peptides and receptors, these molecules of emotion. So we have neuropeptides and receptors that are the biochemicals of emotion and act as messengers carrying information to the major systems in the body. You can think of it like um, cellular signals that translate information into physical reality, moving back and forth between the physical world and the mind, creating, developing, and influencing all our patterns of behavior. Our brain changes in response to experience. Think of the first time you burned your finger on a hot stove. You jerk your hand away and the signals of pain from your finger tell your brain to make changes to its pattern so you don't do that again. Don't touch the hot stove again. That hurts. When you have an experience, even if it's an emotional experience, there's no physical pain involved, your body releases peptides that head to their target receptors. Once the receptors receive the message they transmit it deep into the cell's interior where the message received actually changes the state of the cell. An experience impacts your internal biological state which influences the long-term construction of your brain. Biochemical reactions to your experiences occur in every system of your body. So think of your body systems linked by a secondary, chemically-based nervous system that is connected to your central nervous system, but not necessarily controlled exclusively by your central nervous system. Think of the crying infant in a constant state of distress or anxiety who isn't being held close to a caregiver What biological impacts does that tiny body experience? What of the infant who experiences a secure bond? Plenty of skin-to-skin contact and heart coherence with its mother. In each of these two very different states, the infant's body is producing different chemicals that form brain structures, that change cell structures. It's producing body memory and chemical processes that influence patterns of development and behavior through the infant's entire life. If you turn to look at the work of Cozzolino on the neuroscience of human relationships, we can identify two types of memory, implicit memory and explicit memory. Implicit memory are early memories that provide an emotional background and shape to our experiences. Implicit memory subsystems are emotional, sensory, procedural. Our implicit memories are shaping our self-image, our emotional experiences, our patterns, our relationships. Implicit memories shape our associations between intimacy and love, anxiety and shame. These are built early in implicit memory and dictate how we regulate emotions through our entire lives. Whereas explicit memory is narrative. Explicit memory contains subsystems that are semantic, episodic, narrative, autobiographical, These systems of remembering are important for emotional regulation and the formation of identity, but explicit memory tends to bring to mind faces, uh, social rules, language, cultural stories. Our explicit memories organize our memories sequentially through time. People who have difficulty recalling specific childhood memories find that this usually comes from a lack of explicit memory, often because of high levels of anxiety experienced in early childhood. But even this absence of a memory is also a form of memory. It simply suggests that the body used defense systems to protect itself for one reason or another. So Kozolino proposed that our earliest experiences have a disproportionate impact on the development of body systems. Our earliest experiences are not only belief-forming in that they tell us what to believe about the world and how it works, but as we build memory of our experience, we are actually setting patterns for our genetics that impact our physical well-being as well as our mental well-being. The body holds everything we experience and these experiences create imprints and patterns of behavior that tell our bodies how to respond to situations in the future. Our experiences become body-held memories that form patterns for our entire lives. If you have a series of negative experiences in early childhood, even if you can't explicitly remember those details, your body, when faced with a situation in your adulthood that gives rise to the same feelings your body is going to respond in the same way that it did as a child to those feelings even if the experience is different you see we're carrying our entire histories in our tissues and the cells of our body we are also carrying the history of the people who came before us we're carrying the lives of humanity in our bodies Epigenetics is the study of molecular processes in which the environment impacts and modifies genes. Epigenetics shows us that our life experiences change our genes. When we form a new memory, our DNA actually relaxes and exposes portions of gene sequences to produce new proteins. So when we have a new experience, our genes shift and change, our cells shift and change, and your experiences now are creating body memory and genetic expression that your great-great-grandchildren will experience in their bodies. Not only are you creating memories that form patterns of development for yourself, you're creating a genetic blueprint that's going to Contain memories from your ancestors and pass on information to your children and grandchildren. The information encoded in our cells, in our entire bodies, contains genetic memory. Now we can alter our patterns, we can come to know ourselves completely and free our bodies from residual imprints that are holding us back. But the healing that needs to be done to work through built defenses is quite difficult because of the amount of energy our bodies put into keeping us safe, blocking those parts of ourselves off. It's possible, but it would be easier to give children, to give infants and children a better start. It's really a matter of taking responsibility for what we are carrying and looking at what leads us away from love and what leads us to love, to that domain of love, so that we can support children in growing and developing in love so that their children continue to move closer to living in the domain of love. We really have a responsibility to identify those patterns because it's going to impact our children's future and their children's future. When we are living in the domain of love, our degree of heart coherence increases. If our memories organize around coherence... We grow, we develop, we communicate better, which means that our children grow and develop and communicate better, and so on. We have to acknowledge that we are loving beings, and we have to adjust our manner of living so that we can conserve a way of being that is more loving. This means taking a close look at the systems and structures that we live in, And identifying which ones move us away from the domain of love and which ones move us closer. What systems do we perpetuate that continue to create body held memories that are harmful? And what can we do about it? So, my question to you is what structures are you aware of that pull us away from the domain of love? I would love to hear your thoughts. Please feel free to send me an email or join the Patreon community to share your questions. These are important questions. And if we change nothing about the world we live in, nothing will change. I want to nourish emerging families and... I want to do that to the best of my ability. So that means taking a step back from things that might seem normal and asking myself what leads us towards the domain of love and what doesn't. This is life as if it mattered. I hope you'll join me next time. We're going to be exploring the mother-infant bond a little deeper. As always, if you want to support the podcast and access additional resources, become a supporter on Patreon. If you want to learn more about my study on memory and consciousness, I will be posting one of my research papers for subscriber access on my Patreon feed, along with links to some experts in the field of pre- and perinatal psychology, if that's something that sparked your interest. I'll catch you next time.